0: Good morning, this is Leon and I'm here this morning to start a new podcast that I will be doing while I am on my way to work. I drive to work every morning and it's about an hour and a half ride and I want to use this opportunity first of all to do a quick podcast and speak about the Word of God. Before I do that, I'll start in prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak your words and to be able to record it and share it if possible. Thank you, Father God, for your grace and your blessings that you have shown me this season. Every morning I drive this road from my house to Washington, D.C., uh, 77 miles, I've been doing it for four months now, Father God, it's all by your grace. The strength that I was able to do this came from you, Father God, and I thank you for that strength, thank you for the finances and all the provisions you've made for me to be able to do this. Thank you, Father God, that I have a job to go through, that I have a family to come back to. And uh, it's been all you, Father God, and I thank you for all that glory and blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, what I'll be doing is every morning as I am going to work, I'm listening to some messages. And then as I'm listening, sometimes the Holy Spirit will minister something to me. So I will just stop the recording, I mean the messages, and do a recording of what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. So this morning I will talk about um, Calvary. I know it's not an Easter season, but the cross of Christ and the crucifixion of Christ. I'm not going to go into details, but I'll talk about it in more details. It's a payment for our sins. Our sins, past, present, future, is paid for at the cross. I said is, not was, is, which means it's consistent, is now and present and future and past is always you know now in the word of God or in the scripture. The scripture is always now. God's provision is now, God's deliverance is now, God's salvation is now. Everything God has made available to me and to us is now. So Salvation, it is uh, payment for our sins, eternal sins that started from the fall of man in the book of Genesis. So a lot of the things I'm going to say, I'm not really going to spend a lot of time discussing those, with understanding that you probably already know about those. If not, I will be doing other podcasts where I'll be mentioning those books and what are. Contained in them. So, but for now, so the cross of Calvary, Jesus dying on the cross, is a payment for my sins, your sins, the sins of the world. Okay? So, look at Calvary as debt payment. The resurrection is now the provision, is the manifestation, is more of the enjoyment of that debt payment. For instance, if you have a house that you have financed and you are making monthly payment for that house is a burden. Every month you got to come up with that money. You're going to come up with the principal, the interest. So it is a big burden to be able to do that. But once that debt is paid oh man there is enjoyment there is peace there is you know tranquility you can sleep better you can you can laugh better you can enjoy your life better when you have no debt so resurrection is enjoyment of the debt payment and we will talk about what that means what is the consummation of the resurrection because right now that jesus is resurrected he's now seated at the right hand of god the father and scripture says we are seated with him in heavenly places so it is from that point that vantage point that we operate from so when stuff comes in this physical planet that we live on we have to draw from where we are seated on we have to function from where we are seated on so each aspect of Christ's life has a um he has a, 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 a I'd say it has a a, a point. Uh, I I'm gonna get the word later, but he has a manifestation, he has a significance. Yes, each point of Christ's life has a significance. The death has a significance, the resurrection has a significance, the sitting at the right hand of God the Father has a significance. So we have to come to each point of those and receive what was accomplished there. What was accomplished at the cross? What was accomplished at the resurrection? What was accomplished at the sitting at the right hand of the Father? What was accomplished even from his birth up until the moment that we're talking about? So I will be speaking on this as I get more and more information and more and more revelation. I will be sharing this very short podcast with you so i hope this information uh, you know is blessing you or will continue to bless you and and i'll see you again uh shortly soon thank you so much again coming to you as I commute every morning this day I will also talk about the divine exchanges that happen at the cross of Calvary the divine exchanges that happen at the cross of Calvary that be one of the things that I will be discussing What does it mean? What is the significance, like I spoke earlier, of the cross of Calvary? What happened at the cross? So we will take this episode by episode. So we will start with the life of Christ and then we'll talk about his ministry. Then we will talk about his betrayal we will talk about his crucifixion we will talk about what happened from the time he was crucified to the time he was resurrected then we will talk about his resurrection and then we talk about his ascension and then we talk about now that he's seated at the right hand of god the father So, when we get to the crucifixion of Christ on that cross at Calvary, we will speak about the exchanges that took place at that cross. The exchanges that took place. What what is the significance of that? What did he accomplish? Why was it necessary for him to go to the cross? You will see that it was necessary for him to go to the cross to make a divine exchange to receive something that he was not worthy of receiving and to deliver to us something that we were not even worthy of receiving so there was an exchange and only him could make that exchange god the father has already from time before the foundation of the earth made it possible for that divine exchange to happen And that's why when we talk about God is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, he talks about the fact that he's an all-knowing God. So even before he set the foundation of the earth, he's already proposed in Christ to make those divine exchanges, knowing fully well that the day will come, that it will be necessary and required for that divine exchange to take place. So I'll be speaking about that. So I look forward to you going with me on this journey, and I'll see you then. Thank you so much. Hello, it's me again, and I'm back to doing this podcast, and I thank God for his uh, revelation and uh, the gift that he's given me in, you know, coming to you and doing this broadcast and this podcast so now i'm going to talk about something again that i want to share a very short uh, revelation i just received from god and that is the fact that it's okay to talk about the life of christ and what he did but the question you have to ask yourself is are you participating are you enjoying the reason for that suffering are you enjoying the reason for that sacrifice that he made because that is the key it's a good thing to think about why god did this and then to rejoice that he did it but it is not that that is not the end product okay it's like making let's say i'm not i don't i don't know how to make a cake so let me put it that way. but for people who bake cake okay they the mixing of the products the flour the sugar and all the icing and all that is good okay but the whole idea of doing that is so that you can enjoy the product the the, the cake at the end of it and some they and you're given one piece or a slice or whatever that's why they're suffering that's why they mix it that's the reason why all that is put in place so it's good to talk about why God did what he did in Christ, why Christ had to die, why the cross and all that. But that is, yeah, it is like mixing the cake. What is our part is to enjoy salvation, enjoy deliverance, enjoy prosperity, enjoy all the things that Christ paid for so that we don't have to go through that. Enjoy long life. So our mind should always come back to the reason why. And if I am in Christ, I should be enjoying the benefits of what Christ suffered for. Just like if you are a, a father or a parent or a mother, and you go through all this you know, pain and suffering and all the things you do to raise your children, it is so that they can enjoy a better life enjoy, they can talk about you, what my dad did for me and celebrate all that you did for them, their mom did for them. But it boils down to, are you enjoying the benefit of what your father did for you? Are you enjoying the benefit of what your mother did for you? Because if you're not, then the whole of that effort is wasted. The whole of that sacrifice is wasted. So we as Christians need to ask ourselves a question. Are we participating and enjoying the benefit of salvation? All that stuff that christ paid for on the cross are we enjoying the manifestation and if we are not it is time to start it's not for us to feel bad or feel condemned or everything it's now time for us to start looking to enjoy the benefits of salvation and the benefits of salvation are numerous and it's all inside the scriptures and inside the bible so i'll be going through the benefits of salvation so that we can participate in the enjoyment and in the fulfillment and in the manifestation of those it is god's will that we should have a good life here it is his will just like it is my will and the will of every parent to, for their children to have a good life nobody enjoys their ch- children suffer no good parent and scripture says it if we in this bodily life as parents can give the best to our children, how much more God. So it is His will that we have a good life. It is His will that we, He, Jesus paid the price so that we can participate in the good life. If not, it was a wasted life for Him. It was a wasted journey for Him on the cross. So we need to continue to seek for ways to have that manifestation in our life. So once again, I thank you for listening and then uh, come back again as we continue on this journey to the next episode. Hello, good morning. It's me again, coming to you on this podcast live. Um, So I've been touching on a few subjects about the scripture and about resurrection about crucifixion of christ and how we are seated in christ but i believe that the first thing that i have to do at this juncture is to talk about making the switch okay making the switch what do i mean by that so as i discuss these subjects there are things that i will share with you that you have never probably heard before so the first step i feel like i should at this point the holy spirit asking me to talk about at this first is the ability to make the switch what what does that mean it means that as you listen and hopefully the holy spirit is also ministering to you if you have the holy spirit in you because it is something that i will also discuss i know that i'm skipping this thing and i'm going from you know one step to another step and going into heavy stuff that you literally may not have not have heard before but i will uh hopefully be able to touch some of those in the past but what i mean by making the switch is telling yourself that what you heard is going to impact your life. Yes, you may not feel like that right now. Yes, you may not feel like Christ has taken away your suffering and your your burden and all that. But you have to make a mental switch that I am going to allow myself and allow the Holy Spirit and allow Christ in me to bring me to that point where the manifestation has happened can happen and will happen the reason why it's important to make that switch is because if you continue to listen and not receive the things of God it would be difficult for those things to manifest in your life let me give you an example let's say we talk about the fact that you are healed or talk about the fact that god has taken your body away but you are in distress you, you 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 have some issues going on in your life maybe you don't have a job maybe you don't have an income maybe you don't have money maybe whatever that is and you continue to tell yourself that it's not possible you continue to justify to yourself, say, well, maybe this is happening in other people's life, but it's not happening in mine. Or maybe this is, you know, uh, what other people are experiencing, but I'm not experiencing. You have to make that switch. You have to make that mental switch that, yes, it's possible for this to happen for me. Yes, I'm going to receive this. Yes, I'm going to ask our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to assist me through the Holy Spirit to make this a reality in my life you have to make that transition because now when you have made that transition now there will be ways that will be manifesting yourself once once you make a transition in life to achieve something to accomplish something then there will be revelations coming to you as how that thing will be accomplished another example is if you are someone who has made up your mind that you are going to go to college, let's say in the past you said I'm going to go to the university, okay and you've made up, your, you've made that mental switch, I am going to go to college, no matter what there will be ways for you to accomplish that whatever you have made a mental switch to accomplish Christ in you and the Holy Spirit will now begin to reveal to you ways that those things will be accomplished in your life because until you make that mental switch you're not going to be able to receive it and if you don't receive it you're not going to be able to look for ways and the ways of the that those things will come to pass in your life will not be revealed to you will not manifest in your life so that's why i think it's important as you listen that the first thing you do and we're going to pray and i will pray that you make that first and initial switch which is said, Christ in me, the hope of all glory. And say, Lord Jesus Christ, I know right now it doesn't look like it's possible. I know right now it doesn't look like I am experiencing any joy. I know right now it doesn't look like I'm experiencing any hope. Any um, of these things that are being discussed doesn't look like it will ever come in my life. But I, by faith, receive this for myself I agree that it's possible I agree that I can be delivered I agree that I can have joy I agree that these things are possible in my life now show me how through the Holy Spirit show me how I can these things can manifest show me how these things can be possible assist me to be able to participate or partake in these areas assist me in able to be delivered from this sickness and disease from these afflictions all those things now will begin to manifest in your life as you continue that journey and continue to ask for it and continue to receive it you will see that it will come and manifest itself in your life why because you've made that mental switch it is important sometimes i think we delve so much into the spiritual and we don't first of all ask people to say have you really change the way you're thinking about this. Have you prayed for God through Christ to help you change the way you're thinking about this? Are you still saying in your mind, you may not be saying it vocally, you may not be verbalizing it, but are you saying in your mind is it is it really possible? Is it really for me? Am I going to ever get out of these things? You have all you, if you continue to think those thoughts And continue to think those thoughts. And continue to share those thoughts with yourself inside of you. It's going to be very difficult. I can tell you that much. It's going to be very, very difficult for you to come out of that. Which you are going through. So I pray this morning that the first thing that you will do is say yes. Yes to all the things that you've heard. Yes to the things that you are going to hear. Yes to the fact that it's possible for these things to manifest in your life. And stick with it. And ask for joy. And ask for peace. Even in the midst of this turmoil you are going through, you ask for peace. That's why God, in the Scripture, it says the peace of God that passes through that 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 uh, that is beyond our understanding will come into your spirit, will mount God, will garrison in your mind and mount God so that it will bump into all these thoughts that are coming to you that is letting you think that. No, you can never have success. No, you can never go beyond this situation. All that. You have to be able to flush that out through the word of God. And then allow him to build you back up. So my prayer for you this morning is that you make that switch. And let the Holy Spirit help you to now begin to put new thoughts in you. Put new ideas in you. Put new beliefs in you. Put new joy in you, new peace in you as we go through this and as we take this journey. So once again, I thank you for listening and God bless. Hello. And welcome to Believer's Fellowship International. My name is Leon. I welcome you to this broadcast. Today in this premiere episode of my podcast, I want to talk about the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, I know this is a subject that has been taught so many different ways. And a lot of people may think that they know what I'm going to talk about right now, but they don't. This is a revelation of the Holy Spirit about the blood of Jesus Christ. First of all, before I get into it, one of the things I've discovered studying this is that the blood, blood in itself, is a spiritual organ. Is a spiritual part of creation. The reason is because if you look at the blood it is one of those things that man has been has been unable or man has not been able to create. That's why people donate blood. You can't manufacture blood. That's why we donate blood so that it can be transfused. others you cannot manufacture blood in a lab and there's no substitute for blood so that in itself is such a powerful powerful thing secondly the blood I know in the book of Genesis is said that life is in the blood and it is such also a powerful thing because a tiny drop of blood when it's analyzed can give the history of the life of every living being on this planet. Blood is what we use to discover what's going on with the human body. Every aspect of the human body can be analyzed by a sample of blood. Forensics have also used blood to discern when mother or something else are and there's a trace of blood, they can use it because inside that blood is the DNA of every living cell, every human being. Having said that, let me go to the book of Genesis because in the aspect that I'm trying to talk about, this blood is the aspect of its spiritual component and its spiritual being. Before I get into discussing the blood of Jesus, let's talk about the first time the spirit of in a blood spoke. It is in the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verse 12, the story of Cain and Abel. I know everybody knows that story, so I'm not going to go too much into the story, but I will start from where it says, Actually, I will go back a little bit to verse 9. That's where it starts. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he, the Lord said, What hast thou done? Now watch this statement. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Blood cries. Abel's blood cried all the way from this physical planet unto heaven, unto the throne of God. That's a powerful thing. The voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. So the v- blood has a voice, a spiritual voice. And it is that voice that still speaketh, even when analysis is done here. The blood speaks of everything concerning an individual. He said, And now art thou cursed from the earth, which had opened her mouth to receive thy thy brother's blood from thy hand. See, this is the consequence of that. Now he says, When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee strength. A fugitive and a vagabond thou shalt be on the earth. So because of the spilling of Abel's blood, it caused a curse on Cain, the blood itself that was spilled on the ground. It says that, it says, Now art thou cursed from the earth, which, thou had, which had opened thy mouth, her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. In the New Living Bible, this is the way it says it. But afterwards, the Lord asked Cain, Where is your brother? Where is Abel? How should I know Cain retorted, Am I supposed to keep track of him wherever he goes? But the Lord said, Your brother's blood calls to me from the ground. What have you done? You are thereby banished from this ground, which you have defiled with your brother's blood. No longer will it yield crops for you, even if you toil on it forever. From now, you will be a fugitive and a tramp upon the earth, wandering from place to place. That is what that blood, spiritual blood, it brought curse unto Cain. Now, the reason why I wanted to say that is because the blood of Jesus Christ in another realm, in another dimension, Removed the curse That innocent blood of Christ removed the curse In the Gospels during the death of Christ When his blood was shed and it dropped on the ground the whole planet became clean The whole planet was riddled with curse before that time, but as soon as that blood dropped on the physical planet The earth was cleansed. So because of his blood, we are restored. The curse was removed by the blood of Christ. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 4, I'll read that. Book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 4. It says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. So the the, the voice of Abel still speaking through his blood. And that blood May is what you know it says here that he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying of his gifts he said it was by faith that abel obeyed god and brought an offering that pleased god more than cain's offering did god accepted abel and proved it by accepting his gift and though abel is long dead we can still learn lessons from him about trusting god And there is also the scripture that talks about the blood that speaketh more than that of Abel and that is the blood of Christ so the blood of Christ Jesus speaks even up until today the blood of Christ cleanses and remits all sins the blood of Christ is the eternal remittance, eternal payment for the curse that was started during the time of Adam and was proved in this scripture by what happened between Cain and Abel. So it is important to understand that the blood, when we say the blood of Jesus Christ, or I plead the blood of Christ, or I plead, that blood itself has a voice. The blood of Christ has a voice. That's what I'm trying to explain by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. He speaks, speaks better than that of Abel. He speaks of our righteousness in Christ, our righteousness, the righteousness of God in Christ for us. When we call upon that blood, he goes and he speaks to God and he brings righteousness to us. He brings deliverance to us. It brings healing to us. He brings all forms of reconciliation with God to us. So that the blood of Abel what, says, speaketh even to today. In Hebrew 11.4, he says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. He being dead, yet speaketh. A Cain died thousands of years, but his voice is still being heard because of the speaking of the blood. And, you know, one thing that is very, very peculiar about this scripture here is, you could say by, by faith, Christ offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than that of Cain, by which he... Obtained righteousness for us and is still being is is still speaking till today. So, when we say the blood of Jesus Christ or we plead the blood of Christ on any situation or any circumstance, we're not just making it up, we are saying it because of the power that is invested in the blood of Jesus Christ. So, friends. I just want you to understand that that voice is still alive today. And also want you to understand that you have the power to use that voice. You have the right to use that voice. The voice of the blood of Jesus Christ. So I hope this recording has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. If you want more information from us, you can send me an email to BFI Broadcast at gmail.com. BFIbroadcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and God bless you. Hello and welcome to Believers Fellowship International. My name is Leon. I welcome you to this broadcast. Today in this premiere episode of my podcast, I want to talk about the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, I know this is a subject that has been taught so many different ways, and a lot of people may think that they know what I'm going to talk about right now, but they don't. This is a revelation of the Holy Spirit about the blood of Jesus Christ. First of all, before I get into it, one of the things I've discovered studying this is that the blood, blood in itself, is a spiritual organ, is a spiritual part of creation. The reason is because if you look at the blood, it is one of those things that man has been has been unable, or man has not been able to create. That's why people donate blood. You can't manufacture blood. That's why we donate blood so that it can be transfused to others. You cannot manufacture blood in a lab, and there's no substitute for blood. So that in itself is such a powerful, powerful thing. Secondly, the blood, I know in the book of Genesis, it said that life is in the blood. And it is such also a powerful thing because a tiny drop of blood, when it's analyzed, can give the history of the life of every living being on this planet. Blood is what we use to discover what's going on with the human body. Every aspect of the human body can be analyzed by a sample of blood. Forensics have also used blood to discern when murder or something else occur and there's a trace of blood, they can use it because inside that blood is the DNA of every living cell, every human being. Having said that, let me go to the book of Genesis, because in the aspect that I'm trying to talk about this blood is the aspect of his spiritual component and his spiritual being. Before I get into discussing the blood of Jesus, let's talk about the first time the spirit of in a blood spoke. it is in the book of Genesis. Chapter 4, verse 12. The story of Cain and Abel. I know everybody knows that story, so I'm not going to go too much into the story. But I will start from where it says. Actually, I will go back a little bit to verse 9. That's where it starts. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he, the Lord, said, What hast thou done? Now watch this statement. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. The blood cries. Abel's blood cried all the way from this physical planet unto heaven, unto the throne of God. That's a powerful thing. The voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. So the blood has a voice. A spiritual voice. And it is that voice that still speaketh. Even when analysis is done here, the blood speaks of everything concerning an individual. He said, And now art thou cursed from the earth which had opened her mouth to receive thy blooders, thy brother's blood from thy hand, see this is the consequence of that. Now he says, when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee strength. a fugitive and a vagabond thou shalt be on the earth. So because of the spilling of Abel's blood, it caused a curse on Cain. The blood itself that was spilled on the ground, he says that it says, Now art thou cursed from the earth, which thou had which had opened thy mouth, her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. In the New Living Bible, this is the way it says it. But afterwards the Lord asked Cain, Where is your brother? Where is Abel? How should I know Cain Retorted, Am I supposed to keep track of him wherever he goes? But the Lord said, your brother's blood calls to me from the ground. What have you done? You are thereby banished from this ground, which you have defiled with your brother's blood. No longer will it yield crops for you, even if you toil on it forever. From now, you will be a fugitive and a tramp upon the earth, wandering from place to place. That is what that blood, spiritual blood, it brought curse unto Cain. Now, the reason why I wanted to say that is because the blood of Jesus Christ in another realm, in another dimension, removed the curse. That innocent blood of Christ removed the curse in the gospels during the death of christ when his blood was shed and it dropped on the ground the whole planet became clean the whole planet was riddled with curse before that time but as soon as that blood dropped on the physical planet the earth was cleansed so because of his blood we are restored the curse was removed by the blood of Christ. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 4, I'll read that. Book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 4. It says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. So the the, the voice of Abel still speaking through his blood. And that blood is what, you know, It says here that he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. He said it was by faith that Abel obeyed God and brought an offering that pleased God more than Cain's offering did. God accepted Abel and proved it by accepting his gift. And though Abel is long dead, we can still learn lessons from him about trusting God. And there is also the scripture that talks about the blood that speaketh more than that of Abel. And that is the blood of Christ. So the Christ, blood of Christ, Jesus, speaks even up until today. The blood of Christ cleanses and remits all sins. The blood of Christ is the eternal remittance eternal payment for the curse that was started during the time of adam and was proved in this scripture by what happened between cain and abel so it is important to understand that the blood when we said the blood of jesus christ or i plead the blood of christ or i plead that blood itself has a voice the blood of Christ has a voice. That's what I'm trying to explain by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. He speaks. Speaks better than that of Abel. He speaks of our righteousness in Christ. Our righteousness. The righteousness of God in Christ for us. When we call upon that blood, he goes and he speaks to God and he brings righteousness to us. He brings deliverance to us. He brings healing to us. He brings all forms of reconciliation with God to us. So that the blood of Abel what says, speaketh even to today. In Hebrew 11.4, he says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, And by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. He being dead, yet speaketh. A Cain died thousands of years, but his voice is still being heard because of the speaking of the blood. And, you know, one thing that is very, very peculiar about this scripture here is, you could say by, by faith, Christ offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than that of Cain. By which he... Obtained righteousness for us and is still being, is is still speaking till today. So when we say the blood of Jesus Christ or we plead the blood of Christ on any situation or any circumstance, we're not just making it up. We are saying it because of the power that is invested in the blood of Jesus Christ. So, friends, I just want you to understand that that voice is still alive today. And also want you to understand that you have the power to use that voice. You have the right to use that voice. The voice of the blood of Jesus Christ. So I hope this recording has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. If you want more information from us, you can send me an email to bfibroadcast at gmail.com broadcast at gmail.com Thank you for listening and God bless you. This is Leon from Believers Fellowship International. Welcome to my podcast. Today, I have a very short words to to release to you. Very, very simple and short. If you want to know about jesus christ you want to know about our lord and savior jesus christ there is one word you should know and that's it one word you should know everything about christ everything about his life everything about his being everything about what he accomplished on the cross and now seated at the right hand of the father one thing you should know and nothing else is that word receive that's it Receive he did all the work. It's nothing else. Receive. Sometimes I think we spend a lot of time praying. We spend a lot of time meditating. We spend a lot of time fasting. We spend a lot of time praying in tongues and all that stuff. And all that is good. Because what you're doing is you're training yourself. You're training your spirit. So that when adversity comes you're not going to succumb. That when adversity comes you're not going to give up. But the key thing about Jesus Christ is receive. I can't say it enough. Sometimes I think we're trying to make things happen. We're trying to pray our way into things. We're trying to fast our way into things. We're trying to make things happen. But it's already been made. Just sit down and receive. That's it. Nothing else. It's a finished work. God finished the work before the foundation of the earth. He got messed up by Adam. Christ came back. You know, and actually, like in football, Christ recovered the fumble. That's all. It's time for us to receive. He's recovered the fumble. It's like the enemy was trying to get to the goal line to score a touchdown, but Christ recovered a fumble for us at the goal line. So all we have to do is celebrate and receive. You know, we need to pray, yes. We need to fast, yes, because they have benefits, not for him, but for us. But we are not praying to make him do stuff that he's not already done. We are not fasting to make Christ do things he has never done. We are fasting so that we can stay and receive. We are fasting so that when the enemy tries to bluff, off, bluff us, we don't succumb. We don't give in. We know that we are, the, the job is already done. All I have to do is sit at the table and receive. That's it. Nothing else for Christians to do. Everything else we are doing is for us. It's for us to know. The understanding is for is good, is for for you when you get into difficult situations or stress or you know environmental issues come in our lives, we know that the battle has already been won. That's why we pray, that's why we fast. That's why we meditate. That's why we read the scripture. But none of that is for us to be able to move anything. We can't move anything. Everything has already been moved. So all we are doing, or all we're supposed to be doing, is just rest and receive. Hallelujah. Rest and receive. That is today's podcast. And I'll continue to talk about it. We, our job is to rest and receive. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hello, and welcome to Believer's Fellowship International. My name is Leon. I welcome you to this broadcast. Today, in this premiere episode of my podcast, I want to talk about the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, I know this is a subject that has been taught so many different ways, and a lot of people may think that they know what I'm going to talk about right now, but they don't. This is a revelation of the Holy Spirit about the blood of Jesus Christ. First of all, before I get into it, one of the things I've discovered studying this is that the blood, blood in itself, is a spiritual organ. Is a spiritual part of creation. The reason is because if you look at the blood, it is one of those things that man has been has been unable or man has not been able to create. That's why people donate blood. You can't manufacture blood. That's why we donate blood so that it can be transfused others you cannot manufacture blood in a lab and there's no substitute for blood so that in itself is such a powerful powerful thing secondly the blood I know in the book of Genesis is said that life is in the blood and it is such also a powerful thing because a tiny drop of blood when it's analyzed, can give the history of the life of every living being on this planet. Blood is what we use to discover what's going on with the human body. Every aspect of the human body can be analyzed by a sample of blood. Forensics have also used blood to discern. When mother or something else are and there's a trace of blood, they can use it because inside that blood is the DNA of every living cell, every human being. Having said that, let me go to the book of Genesis because in the aspect that I'm trying to talk about, this blood is the aspect of its spiritual component and its spiritual being. Before I get into discussing the blood of Jesus, let's talk about the first time the spirit of in a blood spoke. It is in the book of Genesis chapter 4 verse 12. The story of Cain and Abel. I know everybody knows that story, so I'm not going to go too much into the story, but I'll start from where it says... Actually, I will go back a little bit to verse 9. That's where it starts. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he, the Lord, said, What hast thou done? Now watch this statement. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. The Blood cries. Abel's blood cried all the way from this physical planet unto heaven, unto the throne of God. That's a powerful thing. The voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. So the blood has a voice, a spiritual voice. And it is that voice that still speaketh, even when analysis is done here. The blood speaks of everything concerning an individual. He said, And now art thou cursed from the earth, which had opened her mouth to receive thy thy brother's blood from thy hand. See, this is the consequence of that. Now he says, When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee strength. A fugitive and a vagabond thou shalt be on the earth. So because of the spilling of Abel's blood, it caused a curse on Cain. The blood itself that was spilled on the ground, it says that, it says, Now art thou cursed from the earth, which, thou had, which had opened thy mouth, her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. In the New Living Bible, this is the way he says it. But afterwards, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? How should I know Cain Retorted, Am I supposed to keep track of him wherever he goes? But the Lord said, your brother's blood calls to me from the ground. What have you done? You are thereby banished from this ground which you have defiled with your brother's blood. No longer will it yield crops for you, even if you toil on it forever. From now, you will be a fugitive and a tramp upon the earth, wandering from place to place. That is what that blood, spiritual blood, it brought curse onto Cain. Now, the reason why I wanted to say that is because the blood of Jesus Christ in another realm, in another dimension removed the curse that innocent blood of Christ removed the curse in the Gospels during the death of Christ when his blood was shed and it dropped on the ground the whole planet became clean the whole planet was riddled with curse before that time but as soon as that blood dropped on the physical planet the earth was cleansed. So because of his blood, we are restored. The cross was removed by the blood of Christ. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 4, I'll read that. Book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 4. He says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. So the the, the voice of Abel still speaking through his blood. And that blood May is what you know it says here that he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. He said it was by faith that Abel obeyed God and brought an offering that pleased God more than Cain's offering did. God accepted Abel and proved it by accepting his gift. And though Abel is long dead, we can still learn lessons from him about trusting God. And there is also the scripture that talks about the blood that speaketh more than that of Abel, and that is the blood of Christ. So the blood of Christ, Jesus, speaks even up until today. The blood of Christ cleanses and remits all sins. The blood of Christ is the eternal remittance eternal payment for the curse that was started during the time of adam and was proved in this scripture by what happened between cain and abel so it is important to understand that the blood when we said the blood of jesus christ or i plead the blood of christ or i plead that blood itself has a voice the blood of Christ has a voice. That's what I'm trying to explain by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. He speaks. Speaks better than that of Abel. He speaks of our righteousness in Christ. Our righteousness. The righteousness of God in Christ for us. When we call upon that blood, he goes and he speaks to God and he brings righteousness to us. He brings deliverance to us. He brings healing to us. He brings all forms of reconciliation with God to us. So that the blood of Abel what says, speaketh, even to today. In Hebrew, 11.4, he says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. He being dead, yet speaketh. A can died thousands of years, but his voice is still being heard because of the speaking of the blood. And, the, you know, one thing that is very, very peculiar about this scripture here is, you could say by, by faith, Christ offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than that of Cain, by which he... Obtained righteousness for us and is still being, is is still speaking till today. So when we say the blood of Jesus Christ or we plead the blood of Christ on any situation or any circumstance, we're not just making it up. We are saying it because of the power that is invested in the blood of Jesus Christ. So, friends, I just want you to understand that that voice is still alive today. And also want you to understand that you have the power to use that voice. You have the right to use that voice. The voice of the blood of Jesus Christ. So I hope this recording has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. If you want more information from us, you can send me an email to bfibroadcast at gmail.com Broadcast at gmail.com Thank you for listening, and God bless you. Hello, good morning. It's me again, coming to you on this podcast live. Um, So, I've been touching on a few subjects about the scripture and about resurrection about crucifixion of christ and how we are seated in christ but i believe that the first thing that i have to do at this juncture is to talk about making the switch okay making the switch what do i mean by that so as i discuss these subjects there are things that i will share with you that you have never probably heard before so the first step I feel like I should at this point the Holy Spirit asking me to talk about at this first is the ability to make the switch what what does that mean it means that as you listen and hopefully the Holy Spirit is also ministering to you if you have the Holy Spirit in you because it is something that I will also discuss I know that I'm skipping this thing and i'm going from you know one step to another step and going into heavy stuff that you literally may not have not have heard before but i will uh hopefully be able to touch some of those in the past but what i mean by making the switch is telling yourself that what you heard is going to impact your life. Yes, you may not feel like that right now. Yes, you may not feel like Christ has taken away your suffering and your your burden and all that. But you have to make a mental switch that I am going to allow myself and allow the Holy Spirit and allow Christ in me to bring me to that point, where the manifestation has happened, can happen and will happen. The reason why it's important to make that switch is because if you continue to listen and not receive the things of God, it would be difficult for those things to manifest in your life let me give you an example let's say we talk about the fact that you are healed or talk about the fact that god has taken your burden away but you are in distress you 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 have some issues going on in your life maybe you don't have a job maybe you don't have an income maybe you don't have money maybe whatever that is and you continue to tell yourself that it's not possible continue to justify to yourself say well maybe this is happening in other people's life but it's not happening in mine. or maybe this is you know uh, what other people are experiencing but I'm not experiencing you have to make that switch you have to make that mental switch that yes it's possible for this to happen for me yes I'm gonna receive this yes I'm gonna ask our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to assist me through the Holy Spirit, to make this a reality in my life. You have to make that transition because now when you have made that transition, now there will be ways that will be manifesting yourself. Once once you make a transition in life to achieve something, to accomplish something, then there will be revelations coming to you as how that thing will be accomplished. Another example is if you are someone who has made up your mind that you are going to go to college. Let's say in the past you said I'm going to go to the university, okay? And you've made up your you've made that mental switch. I am going to go to college no matter what. There will be ways for you to accomplish that. Whatever you have made a mental switch to accomplish Christ in you and the Holy Spirit will now begin to reveal to you ways that those things will be accomplished in your life. Because until you make that mental switch, you're not going to be able to receive it. And if you don't receive it, you're not going to be able to look for ways and the ways of the that those things will come to pass in your life will not be revealed to you, will not manifest in your life. So that's why I think it's important as you listen that the first thing you do and we're going to pray and I will pray that you make that first an initial switch which he said christ in me the hope of all glory and said, lord jesus christ i know right now it doesn't look like it's possible i know right now it doesn't look like i am experiencing any joy i know right now it doesn't look like i'm experiencing any hope any um, of these things that are being discussed doesn't look like it will ever come in my life but i by faith receive this for myself i agree that it's possible i agree that i can be delivered i agree that i can have joy i agree that these things are possible in my life now show me how through the holy spirit show me how i can these things can manifest show me how these things can be possible assist me to be able to participate or partake in this areas assist me in able to be delivered from this sickness and disease from these afflictions all those things now will begin to manifest in your life as you continue that journey and continue to ask for it and continue to receive it you will see that it will come and manifest itself in your life why because you've made that mental switch it is important sometimes i think we delve so much into the spiritual and we don't first of all ask people to say Have you really changed the way you're thinking about this? Have you prayed for God through Christ to help you change the way you're thinking about this? Are you still saying in your mind, you may not be saying it vocally, you may not be verbalizing it, but are you saying in your mind, is it it really possible? Is it really for me? Am I gonna ever get out of these things? You have all. If you continue to think those thoughts and continue to think those thoughts and continue to share those thoughts with yourself inside of you, it's going to be very difficult. I can tell you that much. It's going to be very, very difficult for you to come out of that which you are going through. So I pray this morning that the first thing that you will do is say yes. Yes to all the things that you've heard. Yes to the things that you are going to hear. Yes to the fact that it's possible for these things to manifest in your life. And stick with it. And ask for joy, and ask for peace, even in the midst of this turmoil you are going through. You ask for peace. That's why God, in the Scripture, it says the peace of God that passes through that 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 uh, that is beyond our understanding will come into your spirit, will mount God, will garrison in your mind and mount God, so that it will bump into all these thoughts that are coming to you that is letting you think that. No, you can never have success. No, you can never go beyond this situation. All that. You have to be able to flush that out through the word of God. And then allow him to build you back up. So my prayer for you this morning is that you make that switch. And let the Holy Spirit help you to now begin to put new thoughts in you. Put new ideas in you. Put new beliefs in you. Put new joy in you, new peace in you as we go through this and as we take this journey. So once again, I thank you for listening and God bless. Good morning. This is Leon and I'm here this morning to start a new podcast that I will be doing While I am on my way to work, I drive to work every morning, and it's about an hour and a half ride. And I want to use this opportunity, first of all, to do a quick podcast and speak about the Word of God. Before I do that, I will start in prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak your words and to be able to record it and share it. If possible, thank you, Father God, for your grace and your blessings that you have shown me at this season. Every morning I drive this road from my house to Washington DC, about 77 miles. I've been doing it for four months now, Father God. It's all by your grace. The strength that I was able to do this came from you, Father God. And I thank you. For that strength, thank you for the finances and all the provisions you've made for me to be able to do this. Thank you, Father God, that I have a job to go through, that I have a family to come back to. And uh, it's been all you, Father God, and I thank you for all that glory and blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, what I'll be Doing is every morning as I am going to work I'm listening to some messages and then as I'm listening sometimes the Holy Spirit will minister something to me so I will just stop the recording I mean the messages and do a recording of what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me so this morning I will talk about um, Calvary I know it's not an Easter season but they cross of christ and the crucifixion of christ i'm not going to go into details but i'll talk about it in more details is a payment for our sins our sins past present future is paid for at the cross i said is not was it's which means it's consistent It's now and present and future and past is always, you know, now in the Word of God or in the Scripture. The Scripture is always now. God's provision is now. God's deliverance is now. God's salvation is now. Everything God has made available to me and to us is now. So salvation, it is a payment for our sins, eternal sins that started from the fall of man in the book of Genesis. So, a lot of the things I'm going to say, I'm not really going to spend a lot of time discussing those with understanding that you probably already know about those. If not, I will be doing other podcasts where I'll be mentioning those books and what are contained in them. So, but for now, so the cross of Calvary, Jesus dying on the cross, is a payment for my sins, your sins, the sins of the world. Okay, so look at Calvary as debt payment. The resurrection is now the provision, is the manifestation, is more of the enjoyment of that debt payment. For instance, if you have a house that you have financed and you are making monthly payment for that house, is a burden. Every month you got to come up with that money. You're going to come up with the principal, the interest. So it is a big burden to be able to do that. But once that debt is paid, oh man, there is enjoyment, there is peace, there is you know, tranquility. You can sleep better. You can you can laugh better. You can enjoy your life better when you have no debt. So resurrection is. Enjoyment of the debt payment and we will talk about what that means. What is the Consummation of the resurrection because right now that Jesus is resurrected. He's now seated At the right hand of God the father and scripture says we are seated with him In heavenly places, so it is from that point that vantage point that we operate from so when stuff comes in this physical planet that we live on, we have to draw from where we are seated on we have to function from where we are seated on so each aspect of christ's life has a um it, it has a, 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 a i'd say it has a, a, a a point, uh, I, I'm going to get the word later, but it has a manifestation. It has a significance. Yes, each point of Christ's life has a significance. The death has a significance. The resurrection has a significance. The sitting at the right hand of God the Father has a significance. So, we have to come to each point of those and receive what was accomplished there. What was accomplished at the cross, what was accomplished at the resurrection, what was accomplished at Is sitting at the right hand of the Father. or was accomplished even from his birth up until the moment that we're talking about. So, I will be speaking on this as I get more and more information and more and more revelation. I will be sharing this very short podcast with you. So, I hope this information, uh, you know, is blessing you or will continue to bless you. And and I'll see you again uh, shortly soon thank you so much good morning this is Leon again coming to you as I commute every morning this day I will also talk about the divine exchanges that happen at the cross of Calvary. The divine exchanges that happen at the cross of Calvary. That would be one of the things that I will be discussing. What does it mean? What is the significance, like I spoke earlier, of the cross of Calvary? What happened at the cross? So we will take this episode by episode. So we will start with the life of Christ, and then we'll talk about his ministry, then we will talk about his betrayal, we will talk about his crucifixion, we will talk about what happened from the time he was crucified to the time he was resurrected then we will talk about his resurrection and then we talk about his ascension and then we talk about now that he's seated at the right hand of god the father so when we get to the crucifixion of christ on that cross at calvary we will speak about the exchanges that took place At that cross the exchanges that took place what what is the significance of that what did he accomplish why was it necessary for him to go to the cross you will see that it was necessary for him to go to the cross to make a divine exchange to receive something that he was not worthy of receiving and to deliver to us something that we were not even worthy of receiving so there was an exchange and only him could make that exchange God the Father has already from time before the foundation of the earth made it possible for that divine exchange to happen. And that's why when we talk about God is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, he talks about the fact that he's an all-knowing God. So even before he set the foundation of the earth, he's already proposed in Christ to make those divine exchanges, knowing fully well that the day will come That it will be necessary and required for that divine exchange to take place so i'll be speaking about that so i look forward to you going with me on this journey and i'll see you then thank you so much good morning this is leon from believers fellowship international speaking to you this morning today's devotion is called not about Christ for Christ's sake but it is about Christ for our sake once again not about christ for christ's sake it is about christ for our sake for my sake every time we think about christ we are not thinking about christ for his sake we should be thinking about christ for our sake for my sake for what he has done for me There are five areas that I feel that we should always have on our mind when we think about Christ. First one is salvation. Second one is deliverance. Third one is healing. The fourth one is eternal life. And the fifth one is prosperity I know people don't want to hear that word anymore prosperity but there is no essence to life here on the physical planet except to prosper that's the period that's the whole deal that's the whole idea every day in life what we do what we say what we try to accomplish is for us to prosper prosper does not mean wealth wealth is part of prosperity but when you hear the word prosperity is not about wealth and that's not really what i'm trying to talk about this morning but i just wanted to make sure that it's well understood that salvation is the way that christ has made for us to prosper to be saved Deliverance in any form or fashion is the way that Christ has made for us to prosper. Healing is a way for us to prosper eternal life and then finally what I'm talking about all this is a total package in Christ not for Christ's sake but for my sake because when I am delivered when I am healed when I am saved when I am in, in eternal life but well, that's after I receive Christ and I receive eternal life and when I prosper every of this package came from Christ so when I pick up any scripture that talks about Christ it is not a religious exercise it is not a knowledge exercise it is for me to understand that he did this for my sake by his stripes i am healed he did not say by his stripes he was healed no or christ was no for his sake i am healed for his sake i am delivered because of what he did i am prosperous because of what he did i am well i am health all these things that we talk about is all because of him so when we hear christ the first thing we should think about is what did he accomplish for me everything when you search the scriptures you're searching to find out what he has done for me that i don't have to do it again as a matter of fact everything he accomplished is so that i don't have to accomplish it i don't have to struggle to do it i don't have to struggle to be saved i don't have to struggle to be delivered i don't have to str- struggle to acquire everything he has done for me so it's important that when we think of him we are also thinking of us Because he did not come here to be crucified, treated, bruised, take the iniquities for his own sake. He came here to take all those iniquities for my sake. So he exchanged my hurt, my bruises for his all that he was inflicted upon is for my sake so i should understand that everything christ accomplished and is now seated at the right hand of the father is done for me hallelujah it's done for me it's no other reason so when i have christ on my mind is because he has already and he continues to have me on his mind when i think of him it's because he thought of me first when i come to him it's because he delivered and saved me first he rescued me from damnation from eternal damnation so that it should be at the core of everything we teach and preach is that he is always gonna be there thinking about me it's all about me basically hallelujah so we're going to talk more about that so but i wanted to put that in to your ears this morning that you'll be blessed by listening to it amen thank you very much